Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. Welcome back to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. Mike Randall here with you today solo. Gus and I are dividing up and grabbing as many interviews as we can with college basketball writers, coaches, you name it. We're going to try to flood you with information as you get ready for March Madness and Selection Sunday, which is less than three weeks away. And today we have a treat. We have head coach John Becker of the Vermont Catamounts, who's going to join us today on the podcast. Coach Becker was on the podcast last year. He's brought Vermont to beyond the mid-major recognition. They are no longer just a mid-major. They are a team that is dominating the America East Conference and is looking not only to win back-to-back America East regular season championships, but also back-to-back America East tournament championships, and then make the NCAA tournament and not just be happy to get there, but to win a game, or in his words and his players' words for the beginning of the year, a game or two. So the Vermont Catamounts are hot. They were undefeated in the America East last year. This year, despite overcoming so many injuries to not only Anthony Lamb coming back from a America East Freshman of the Year campaign last year, but also a concussion to Trey Bell Haynes, who is the player of the year in the America East. Injuries, many different players this year, they've overcome them. They just lost to Hartford at home, which ended a 31-game America East winning streak that spans three years in conference. They had a 15-game winning streak, which at the time was the longest in the nation, and they had a 22-home game winning streak. Despite the injuries, despite everything they've overcome, Coach Becker has kept them together. The Catamounts are for real. They're a team that's going to play anyone, anywhere. Look at their non-conference schedule. who they open with this year? They played at Lexington against Kentucky and gave the Wildcats with their 38 stars worth of recruits all they could handle. So we're thrilled to have Coach John Becker on the pod today. You can follow him on Twitter at Coach Becker UVM. He's got the Catamounts primed and ready for a big run in the America East tournament as they're about to clinch their back-to-back regular season titles. And he took a few minutes out of his busy schedule to join us here on the podcast. So give a listen. Coach Becker, Vermont Catamounts. We are thrilled to welcome back to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast, Vermont head coach John Becker. Coach Becker's in his seventh season at Vermont, just having another incredible season here with the Catamounts. They are a powerhouse in the America East. They're on the national landscape. They played a tremendous out-of-conference schedule, and Coach Becker joins us for a few minutes here on the podcast. You can follow him at Coach Becker UVM. Coach Becker, thanks for a few minutes. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me on. Coach, let's start You know, coming into this season. You came off a historic 29-6 and campaign last year. You had the nation's longest winning streak, undefeated conference record, program six NCAA tournament appearance, had a tremendous, tremendous year. What were your thoughts coming into this season? How did you think you guys were going to be? And what was the overall feeling of the team heading into the 2017-2018 season? Yeah, obviously we were really confident and we were returning four of our you know, four or five starters. And um, like the freshmen we had coming into the program. Um, and so, um, you know, but we had to replace a lot. You know, we lost uh, Kurt Style, Dre Wills. Dre was Defensive Player of the Year. We lost Darren Payne, who was Sixth Man of the Year. And Kurt Style, our starting three man, played the most minutes of anyone on our team, was our most dependable two way player. So we had a lot of question marks. Um, and, um, you know, and then we challenged ourselves with a really, really difficult non conference schedule. 12 of those 15 
non-conference games were on the road. And so we really, um, you know, put together a challenging situation for our guys and, um, you know, we're able to make it through the non-conference portion of our, our schedule 10 and five, which, uh, you know, was really, really good for, for the team to play and playing everyone on the road. So, um, so yeah, we were confident. We we're excited about the year. Uh, we had the, you know, a lot returning player of the year, Trey Bell Haynes, uh, at point, uh, a couple all league guys and Ernie Duncan and Peyton Henson, and then the rookie of the year and the preseason player of the year and Anthony Lamb. We had Alex Abrami from the Burlington Free Press on early, early this year to give us a preview of Vermont, and he talked about that out-of-conference schedule. You only had three teams that you played that were home there in 2017. You had Maine, Fort Kent, Siena, and Quinnipiac. But like you said, you guys came out of it real strong, and that opening game against Kentucky, that was an incredible matchup. Yeah, that was an incredible experience. It ended up being a four-point game, but was a... Uh a three-point game, and we had uh, three different shots at it. Opportunities down the stretch, got some good looks. They just didn't, you know, didn't didn't go. But uh, really strong showing for for our guys to start the year. And um, yeah, and then we went down to the Bahamas and won the Bahama Showcase, beating Northern Kentucky in the championship game. Beat Bradley, who's uh, had a really good year in the Missouri Valley, and uh, Coastal Carolina, who, who's had a, a good year. So, and then it just continued with road road games. You know, we're at we're at Bucknell, we're at Marquette, um, you know, we played uh, at Harvard, at Yale, at Dartmouth, uh, like you said, Quinnipiac and Siena here, um, and, uh, you know, it was just uh, St. Bonaventure at a neutral site, uh, you know, we had that game one, they beat, it, they beat us on a buzzer beater there, so just a lot of traveling, a lot of challenging games, and, you know, it really has helped us as we moved into league play, you know, we really... Uh, knew what we needed to get better at. And this was um, probably, um, you know, defense, we were not really that good in the non-conference. And, you know, the teams we were playing made us pay. We were playing really good offensive teams. And any breakdowns we were having, teams were, were converting. So it really forced us to, to um, get better on that side of the ball. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, we had five days of practice after Christmas and before our, our next game after the Christmas break. And, it was really a great opportunity for us to kind of recalibrate and get back to some of our defensive principles. Um, unfortunately, Anthony Lamb broke his foot uh, during the first of those five practices and has been out since, but uh, we've been able to, um, to carry on without him, and it's been really impressive. What's really amazing is as great as you were last year, your performance this year has been even better because of those injuries. You have the Anthony yeah. Lamb injury. You're 12-1. and one. You just had a 33-game consecutive win streak in conference, which is unheard of, unheard of nowadays. Mm-hmm. Longest win streak in the country, 15 snap by Hartford the other night. Just a tremendous job. But talk about what your team has had to overcome. I know Trey Bell Haynes was out with a concussion. You had a couple injuries yep. along the way. Yeah, this has been really challenging in that sense. We lost Skylar Nash, who was probably our most highly touted freshman and was in our rotation uh, <clears throat> towards ACL in early December. And Anthony broke his foot. Anthony Lamb broke his foot in late December. Like you said, has been out. We've, we've been incredibly 14-1, and one, I think, without him. Um, <clears throat> uh, Trey Bell Haynes missed the Northeastern game, which we lost uh, on the road with a concussion. Ernie Duncan missed two games with a concussion recently that were able to win. Sam Dingba 
transfer from Quinnipiac, who, when Anthony went down, really uh, his role expanded as he stepped in for Anthony. And after a couple games, he tore his groin. He's been out for the last month and a half, and hopefully we'll get back here uh, tomorrow night. So it's been really challenging, you know, um, with the injuries. And uh, it's been a different guy every night, and we've found a way. Um, each and every night our numbers have been down for practice for good parts of uh, January um, but it's just been incredible the the amount of winning and uh, to do it you know with some major key guys injured uh, just speaks to uh, the coaching staff I think and and uh, the players certainly and the depth of, of uh, and quality of players we have you know when they've had Need when we needed them to step up, they stepped up. We had two kids redshirting Bailey Patel and Rob Petty that yep. we had to pull the red shirts um, halfway through the year. We had to take the red shirt off because we needed bodies, and they've now, um, you know, they've uh, played and uh, have gotten a lot of experience. So it's been uh, an amazing year for sure. Speaking of Lamb, you know, we're hearing rumors medical side of things revealed some good news. He hasn't played since December 21st against Quinnipiac with that foot fracture. Uh, are you guys still hopeful that you can get him back in the rotation, maybe by America East 20 time? I mean, obviously, whatever you can say. And then just talk about uh, if you're hopeful to get him back America East 20 time and maybe talk about what, what makes Anthony Lamb such a unique player. Yeah, so Anthony's um, was cleared Friday, went back to Rochester, and his doctor said the bone is completely healed. Wow. So he's now back, and um, he's working with our trainer uh, the last couple of days, and, and it um, looks really, you know, he's sore, and we got to take it slow to make sure we build up those muscles that haven't been used uh, for the last six weeks. But um, there's been no swelling, and, um, and, and he feels good, and so... I expect uh, he should be running by the end of this week and, um, you know, hopefully shortly thereafter start to be able to practice. And, yeah, maybe we can get him back. You know, the goal is to get him back for, for playoffs. And, um, you know, right now he looks pretty good. So, um, you know, if he, as long as he doesn't uh, have a setback, um, he should he should be able to return. And, you know, he can't redshirt at this point, medical redshirt, because how late in the year that the injury right. happened. So um, anything we can get out of him this year would be great. We'd bring him off the bench, and obviously it would, it would be a huge shot of adrenaline for us, um, you know, uh, especially, you know, at the end of the year when guys are tired. It would be nice to bring some fresh legs with the talent of Anthony in off the bench. But, yeah, Anthony's just a special player. Um, you know, his strength is, is the thing. Um, just a big, strong kid. Um, and he's just, uh, his offensive skill set, you know, he just can score the ball. He's just a natural born scorer. Um, can score at all three levels. Um, uh, really spent a lot of time this offseason working on his perimeter skill set. And so, um, he's a go to guy, you know, and, and, and at the end of the year, this time of year, um, having a guy that you can give the ball to and, and be confident that he can score, get fouled is a huge weapon and a huge piece of, of any championship team. And obviously we've had other guys that have stepped up and had great years. Um, but I think Anthony just gives us another option and one that's proven, um, you know, he did it last year for us down the stretch. And um, so, you know, he'll obviously be rusty and, and be out of rhythm. So we'll just have to kind of see uh, how quickly he can work off the rust and, and, and get back to, uh, to form. But um, but he's looking like he's going to have an opportunity. That's great. You know, great programs, great coaches. You have to try to make a positive out of negative. You've had a lot of players on the roster step up in his absence. One is 6'8 senior forward Drew Eckhart. 10-plus points per game in the last seven consecutive games. 
rebounding the ball very well. How comforting is it to lean on a program vet like Urquhart and what makes him so special on the floor? Yeah, he's had an incredible year. I mean, I think he's the first team all league guy in our conference, um, maybe the, the best big in our league this year. Um, he's really, really skilled. Um, and he's always been, I mean, he, he, he can dribble, pass and shoot. Um, he just has a great feel for the game. He's, he's, you know, just great feel for the game. And, uh, this year's playing with a lot of confidence knowing that, um, uh, he's going to start and he's going to play as, as much as he can. And, um, you know, I think that's given him the confidence now to just go out and play and not worry about um, getting yanked out for making mistakes or um, other guys um, kind of on his heels. You know, he's him and Peyton Henson um, need to be on the court, stay out of foul trouble and play as much as possible. And they both have logged a lot of minutes uh, here in league. And I think that's been really beneficial. It's beneficial for any player, but especially a player like Drew, who um, is a confident confidence type kid and laid back west coast canada type kid and and um you know he's got to be able to play loose and free and, and be able to make a few mistakes and um with that kind of longer leash this year he's really uh he's really been productive and, and had a great year you know, you talk about Peyton Henson, uh, senior forward Peyton Henson. He's another guy who's really stepped up. He could be a first-team All-America East player as well. He he, he had the injury bug, like you mentioned. Uh, he's getting a lot of defensive attention that may may go to Lamb. How have you and the coaching staff helped Henson stay efficient and productive this season? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the way we play offense. It's hard to, to, to focus in on any one guy because, especially with Drew being put into the lineup, we really have five guys that can – all shoot threes um, are all a threat to score. And so we've really spread the court more this year, more five out ball screen stuff and uh, take advantage of our, our skill set of our big. So um, Peyton, when he's playing his best, is just playing off, you know, Trayvon Hayton's penetration or Duncan's present penetration and just sliding to open spots. He shot, he's shot the ball well. And, um, you know, he's, he's guarded the best forward on the other team every night and done a really good job. And uh, his rebounding has been um, has been pretty good, and so um, yeah, he's he's a he's a two way player, probably our most dependable guy on both sides of the ball, and he's had a great year. The Duncan family is is well rooted in Vermont. Uh, Ernie takes yeah. care of the ball. He's shooting forty plus percent from three point range. Everett's really done a little bit of everything and come on lately as well. You have tremendous trust in both of those brothers. And then you have another one coming, Robin, in 2018. Mm-hmm. So talk about the uh, the Duncan family and, and how well <laughs> they've they've helped Vermont. Yeah, no, you know, from Evansville, Indiana, you know, um, like you said, Ernie was kind of the first one to commit here and, uh, you know, came in as a point guard and then has moved off the ball. We basically start two point guards, him and Trey Bell Haynes, but um, he's really shot the ball well. He's really developed uh, – he had a back injury that kept him out his freshman year. So he's finally fully recovered from that. There's a lot more pop this year. And he's not just a three-point shooter. He's able to score at all three levels. And he's been great all year, um, having an all-league type of year, I think. And then Everett's been one of the unsung heroes. I mean, I thought that was our biggest question mark. How did we replace Kurt Steidel? Um, and uh, we had two freshmen. And then we had Everett, who had Richard last year, his sophomore year. And Everett had a great, a very productive redshirt year and got a lot better, a lot stronger. And um, he's kind of been the starter since day one. And um, he's been uh, guarded Kevin Knox in the very first game of the year and has done nothing but been really dependable, really steady 
uh, kind of like a 3D guy, just shoots open threes, and he's shooting an incredible percentage. And, um, you know, he's the only guard we have in our rotation right now with any size. So he's had a play 30-plus minutes a night. He's, done a, he's really dependable defensive player. And in our defensive system, if you just get to the right spots and kind of do your job, um, you can be really effective for us, and he's done that. Coach, we are huge fans of Trey Bell Haynes. He is not a good point guard. He is a great point guard, one of the best in the entire country. I think he went into the top 10 all-time in Vermont scoring this year. He's the reigning player of the year in the conference, and he's playing even better than he was last year. We love him. So why does why should everyone else in the nation pay attention to how great Trey Bell Haynes? Go ahead, brag a little bit about your point guard. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't say enough. I can't say enough good things about him. I think he's going to be the player of the year again in our conference. A really fun player to watch. He's as fast as any player in the country, and, and we've been playing a lot more in transition this year to take advantage of that with Trey. Um, he can turn a, a defensive rebound into two points really quickly as an amazing ability, an awesome Euro step in transition and just a plethora of ways to finish uh, over bigger guys uh, in transition. A dependable three-point shooter now. That was his biggest um, question mark coming out of high school. Um, but he doesn't take a lot. But when you know, if you go under ball screens, you can stop on top of it and make that uh, much more consistently than he used to. But he's almost impossible to keep out of the paint. Um, and then the biggest attribute or, or things that separate him from other people is just his uh, intangibles. Um, never coached a more competitive kid in my life. Every day in practice, he's he you know he competes and he gets better. Um, and uh, he just has a will to win. You know, and, and this historic run we've had over the last two years has everything to do with the, the players, uh, the quality players, talented players that we've had in this program. And he's been the leader of, uh, of that, of this group for the last two years. And he's kind of, um, you know, we take our cues from Trey and he's been, uh, he's been awesome for the last two years. Coach, you're a modest guy, but the Vermont Catamounts are at that point now where they're making that leap. Not just a real good mid-major nationally, but you're a team that can make the NCAA tournament. We're rooting for you. Win a couple games there. I know that was your your, your preseason goal, but under Coach Becker here, folks, Vermont, they have two America East tournament championships. They're looking for back-to-back America East championships as well, and he's been the two-time America East Coach of the Year. So, Coach, you're looking to finish up here and, and take your shot in the America East, I guess but I know that you have your eyes set on the NCAA tournament for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, with these one-bid leagues, you always have, you know, coaches are probably, I'm probably a little superstitious talking about that because you can't get ahead of yourself. you got to get uh, the American East Championship. We play tomorrow at, you know, we have three games left. We need to win one of the three uh, to clinch uh, the number one seed in the regular season championship, which will ensure home court throughout our playoffs system. Uh, which will be huge for us because we, we sell out up here at Patrick Jim's a really tough place to, for opposing teams to come Absolutely. in and win. Yep. Um, and, uh, but if we can get into the NCAA tournament um, and can get the right matchup, um, you know, we got five seniors in our rotation this year and two juniors and we're experienced enough and uh, good enough and challenge ourselves in the non-conference and, we know what it, what it takes um, and how good we'd have to be to win to to beat you know other teams in the in the tournament. But um, you know it just feels like um, you know I guess I'm just hopeful that this group can get one more shot at the tournament 
and see what they can do um, because it's really the only thing this group hasn't done is, is win an NCAA tournament game. And um, it's a group that you put goals and challenges out in front of. They usually find a way. They found a way to do every other one of them. So I just hope that they get a chance to uh, to take down this last goal of theirs. Oh, we're rooting for you, Coach. Last year you gave Purdue with Caleb Swanigan all they could handle in that first round. You had it at a five-point game with a few minutes left, so we are rooting for you. Folks, follow him, Coach Becker, on Twitter at Coach Becker UVM. All the best to you and the Catamounts, Coach. We're rooting for you to see you in the tournament there and have another America East Championship. All the best this season. Thanks for a few minutes. Hey, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah.